Good morning, Alex and friends. I'm Grace. Today is Friday, February 9th, TH, 2024, and you're listening to Alex's News. On today's episode of Alex's News, we're tracking unseasonably cool temperatures in Riverside with a high of 56.7 degrees and dipping to a low of 45.8 by evening. In our top story, a controversial new report scrutinizing President Biden's handling of classified documents has ignited a fiery political debate. We'll delve into the details, discuss the implications for national security, and explore the growing concerns regarding presidential memory lapses. Additionally, we'll navigate through the murky waters of sports betting in the U.S. The ongoing legal battles are evolving, with new tax implications on the horizon. Find out what this means for the future of this lucrative industry and your wallet. Lastly, we'll investigate the dramatic retraction of research that has sent shockwaves through a key federal case against an abortion pill. We'll look into how this turn of events is raising significant doubts about the evidence base and what this could mean for the case moving forward. Stay tuned as we bring you the latest on these stories and more. In a significant development out of Washington this morning, Special Counsel Robert Hur has released a comprehensive report on President Joe Biden's handling of classified documents, and the findings are stirring up quite a bit of controversy. Joining us now to break down the details of this top story is our reporter Ethan. Ethan, can you start us off with an overview of what this report is all about? Absolutely, Grace. The report is centered around the discovery that President Biden had in his possession and even shared classified materials, some of which pertained to sensitive topics like military operations and foreign policy in Afghanistan. Despite confirming Biden, willfully, retained these documents, special counsel Hur determined not to file any criminal charges against him. That's quite a revelation, Ethan. Now, could you delve into the concerns about President Biden's memory that the report highlighted? Of course. The report paints a picture of President Biden that's somewhat troubling. It refers to him as a well-meaning, elderly man with a poor memory. During interviews, it was noted that Biden had substantial difficulty recalling information. This is a key point because it directly relates to questions about his competence and his ability to handle the nation's most sensitive information. A poor memory can certainly have serious implications for a president. On that note, how has the political arena reacted to these findings? Well, Grace, as you might expect, the reaction is fairly polarized. Republicans are decrying what they see as a two-tiered system of justice, arguing that anyone else in a similar situation might be facing severe consequences. They point to previous cases like Hillary Clinton's email investigation as a parallel. Democrats, meanwhile, are taking a stance in defense of Biden, insisting that not pressing charges was the right decision and that the president's integrity remains intact. It sounds like we're revisiting some deep-seated partisan issues. Ethan, What can you tell us about the concerns related to national security that have been raised? The report really hones in on the potential vulnerabilities presented by Biden's handling of materials, especially considering that he claimed personal writings containing sensitive intelligence as his own property. This brings up critical questions about how classified documents should be handled and the inherent risks if they're not safeguarded correctly. And there was also an aspect of the report that criticized the Justice Department, right? What can you tell us about that? That's right, Grace. The report doesn't just stop at the president's actions. It also questions the Justice Department's independence, given that they chose not to charge Biden despite acknowledging that his handling of materials could have put national security at risk. 
this is likely to fuel ongoing debates about the fairness and impartiality of our justice system. Before we wrap up, can you comment on the reaction from the Biden administration to this report? Certainly. While there's a sense of relief from the Biden administration that there will be no charges, they're not entirely in agreement with the special counsel's report. Some comments, particularly those regarding the president's memory and competence, hinted at tensions between the administration and the special counsel's office. There are quite a lot of layers to this story, Ethan, and I'm sure we'll be following up as it continues to unfold. Thank you for the detailed analysis. My pleasure, Grace. Happy to discuss these important developments. And that was Ethan with the detailed breakdown of the special counsel's report on President Biden's handling of classified documents. Moving on, let's turn our attention to our second story of the day. The Super Bowl is just around the corner and while many fans are thrilled for the big game, there's another reason millions of Americans are paying attention, sports betting. Helping us break down the tax implications and legal issues surrounding this hot topic is our news reporter Chloe. Chloe, could you give us an introduction to the current situation? Absolutely, Grace. The Super Bowl isn't just a sporting event, it's a massive occasion for sports betting. However, what many bettors may not consider are the tax implications that come with gambling winnings. The IRS treats these as taxable income and requires people to report their winnings on their federal returns. This includes money won online or at casinos, and in some instances, tax may be withheld. Tax implications sound complicated. What are some key elements people should be aware of? Well, if your winnings exceed a certain threshold, a payer might withhold 24% for taxes. What's often overlooked is the fact that one can deduct gambling losses, but only up to the amount of winnings, and only if you itemize deductions. It's critical for bettors to keep detailed records of their wins and losses. That's intriguing. Do bettors need to consider state-specific regulations as well? Yes, they do. It's important for individuals to consult with a tax professional to navigate those specifics. Each state can have very different rules when it comes to sports betting. For example, in California, sports betting is still illegal. This is particularly disappointing for fans there ahead of Super Bowl 58, which will see the San Francisco 49ers face off against the Kansas City Chiefs. But sports betting is legal in many other states, right? Indeed, it's legal and regulated in states like Nevada, Arizona, and Oregon. But despite proposals for legalization through tribal casinos in California for the 2024 ballot, they've been withdrawn. California is watching a legal battle in Florida that could have implications for them in the future. Can you tell us more about what's happening in Florida? Sure. The dispute centers on a compact between Florida and the Seminole tribe, which allows the tribe to offer online sports betting. But Perai Mutual Companies filed a lawsuit, arguing this grants a statewide monopoly to the tribe and would harm their businesses. While the case has seen setbacks, the Seminole tribe is moving forward by reviving its betting app and in-person betting facilities. This legal struggle in Florida, could it impact what's happening in California? It very well could. The legal outcomes in Florida might set a precedent for other states, including California. States are carefully watching these legal battles, as they could influence their own sports betting legalization efforts. With 30 states allowing mobile sports betting, do you think more conflicts are on the horizon? Without a doubt, Grace. States like Missouri and Texas are currently facing their own battles and figuring out legislative efforts for sports betting. It's clear the landscape is changing rapidly, and as stakes are high, we're likely to see more initiatives and legal challenges surface. 
it's a complex and evolving issue then. Thank you, Chloe, for that in-depth analysis. We'll be sure to keep an eye on how these legal battles unfold and how they might affect gamblers and the sports betting landscape nationwide. Here are some other headlines. The special counsel's investigation into President Joe Biden's handling of classified documents concluded that he willfully retained and disseminated highly sensitive materials related to military and foreign policy in Afghanistan post his vice presidency. Key points from the investigation include findings such as classified documents locates at the Penn Biden Center and his Delaware home, information sharing with a ghostwriter, and the special counsel's decision not to prosecute despite these findings. The White House and Biden's personal attorney have strongly objected to the characterizations of Biden in the report, particularly regarding descriptions of his memory. The situation remains contentious as the White House argues against the report's treatment of President Biden's memory and his cognitive abilities. Tensions in the Middle East have escalated as Israeli airstrikes hit the densely populated area of Rafah in the Gaza Strip, following warnings from the United States against deploying Israeli ground troops to the region. Developments include condemnation of Israeli military actions, such as the killing of civilians and medical workers, and the cutoff of the main north-south route in Gaza by Israeli tanks. Despite the United Nations expressing concerns, it is still early to definitively assess Israel's adherence to U.S. advice regarding civilian protections. President Biden has called Israel's military conduct over-the-top in a rare rebuke, and fears of an escalating conflict and further civilian casualties are a growing concern. Ahead of the Super Bowl, Expectations are high for a notable roster of commercials set to air during the event, which is traditionally a showcase for innovative advertising and big-budget productions. Commercials from recent years that captured audiences' hearts and attention feature a range of themes, from emotional connections with pets to humorous takes on celebrity endorsements and product features. These commercials exemplify the creativity and entertainment that have become hallmarks of Super Bowl advertising highlighting that the event is not only about the competition on the field but also the advertising showdown during the commercial breaks. The special counsel's report on President Biden's handling of classified documents has raised concerns about his memory and cognitive abilities, describing his memory using terms like hazy, fuzzy, and faulty. Biden has defended his cognitive abilities and criticized the authors for what he calls extraneous commentary. The report's portrayal of his memory, especially in relation to his son Bo's death, has sparked particular controversy, intensifying questions about his age and mental recall, though the White House and his personal lawyer have forcefully rejected the report's portrayal. The Supreme Court has been hearing arguments in Trump v. Anderson regarding the eligibility of former President Donald Trump to hold presidential office again, discussing Section 3 of the 14th Amendment which addresses issues of insurrection and rebellion. With the justices showing skepticism towards the Colorado Supreme Court's ruling that found Trump ineligible for office, the Supreme Court may reject the challenge to his eligibility. The outcome of the case will have significant implications for Trump's candidacy and similar challenges nationwide. Gen Z and millennials are increasingly vocal about their struggles with mental health and are calling for a broader conversation with politicians on the issue. With stress, anxiety, and loneliness being more prevalent among these generations, especially following the pandemic, 
They are demanding that policymakers, employers, and brands address mental health with openness and provide needed support. A significant decline in mental wellness over the past decade has been noted among these younger populations, who value authenticity and genuine commitment from both political and commercial brands in tackling mental health concerns. And that's a quick summary of other major headlines for today. Turning to our third story of the day, it appears some crucial research cited in a federal case against the abortion pill has been pulled by the authors. This is a major development with potentially far-reaching consequences. Joining us now is our specialist correspondent, Ethan, who has been closely following this story. Ethan, can you bring us up to speed on what's happening? Certainly, Grace. As reported by the Associated Press on their website, studies that were a focal point in a federal case aiming to restrict access to abortion pills have been retracted. This retraction casts serious doubt over the evidence that's been used to argue against these pills. Now, Ethan, for those who aren't familiar with these studies, can you explain what role they played in the case? Of course. The retracted studies had been a cornerstone in the case, as they presumably provided scientific support for claims that the abortion pill is unsafe or should be restricted. By retracting these studies, that foundational evidence dissolves, leaving a gap in the argument to limit access to the pill. What prompted the retraction of these studies? The AP article reveals that undisclosed flaws were found in the research, coupled with undisclosed conflicts of interest involving the researchers. While the AP hasn't detailed these flaws, they were grave enough to necessitate the retraction, pointing towards serious gaps in both the research's integrity and in the peer review process that originally validated the studies. Ethan, what kind of impact could this retraction have on the federal case? Well, this could be a significant blow to those advocating for restrictions. Retractions can undermine the credibility of the presented evidence. This raises doubts not only about the evidence itself but about the researchers behind these studies. It also throws into question any policy moves that were being justified with this data. Can you speculate on any potential implications for public policy or legal decisions moving forward? If the case against the abortion pill weakens or collapses due to this retraction, we might see a ripple effect on similar legislations or cases. Moreover, this could prompt a much-needed discussion on the scrutiny of scientific research utilized in public policy. Do we have any insights into the researchers or their alleged conflicts of interest? As of now, details are limited. What we do know is that such conflicts could range from financial gains to biases in the research approach. But it certainly casts a shadow over the ethical conduct of the studies and the researchers involved. And how might this speak to the broader context of research and peer review in the medical field? This situation underscores the critical need for rigorous peer review and accountability in medical research. When studies influence public policy, especially in matters as sensitive as reproductive rights, the validity and integrity of the research cannot be overstated. This case could become a cautionary example. A very complex issue indeed. Ethan, thank you for your detailed analysis and for staying on top of this developing story. My pleasure, Grace. It's crucial we keep a close eye on how this situation unfolds. That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made by Alexander King with GPT-4 Turbo, GPT-3.5 Turbo, the Perplexity API, and the Google Cloud Text-to-Speech API. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.